Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. We've got uh, General Jack Keane on the line. He's a retired American four-star general, former vice chief of staff of the United States Army. Army and Presidential Medal of Freedom recipient. Welcome back to Cats and Night, General. No, I'm delighted to be here. Happy New Year. Happy, happy New, New Year. Year. We hope it's a happy New Year. You know, as far as I'm concerned, 22, we could just get rid of it, you know? Mm. Uh, where do we go, General? Where do we go today? I mean, there's so many things we are going on. Uh, uh, Ed Cox, you had a, a uh, question uh, before. Yeah, General, it's, it's Ed Cox. The uh there there's several different outcomes which i think you've laid out for the war in ukraine now that's about russia but our ultimate problem is china long term how do those different outcomes impact china uh and the the way uh, from the point of the geopolitical point of view well certainly uh yes our number one uh, security challenge uh, long term is is china for sure uh that China and Russia are obviously connected because they entered into a, an official strategic partnership. Um, I believe uh, China and President Xi is, is probably somewhat concerned about how this war has gone, expecting a different outcome. Uh, the, the meeting that Putin had with him uh, during the Olympics, uh, prior to the announcement of their strategic partnership, I'm sure he told him, I told President Xi that this was just going to take a matter of days or weeks and it'll be over quickly. And that obviously has not happened. And Putin is now being accused of being an international war criminal and committing genocide. That doesn't mean that President Xi is going to walk away from this relationship because their mutual interest is what brings them together. And that is authoritarian regimes who want to change the world order as as it has existed since World War II, and therefore they're opposed to the United States and particularly Western democracies and other democracies uh, as well. That is what will keep them uh, together. I think President Xi is likely uh, learning some lessons from what has taken place here. Uh, Certainly the support that the United States and our allies has provided uh, to Ukraine the scale of it and the fact that it, it has continued rather steadfastly is something that uh, he's paying attention to, obviously, uh, when it comes to Taiwan and the support that uh, that could be rendered to, to to Taiwan as well. And I think he's, he's also uh, looking at the impact of the sanctions and what it, it, what effect they're really having. That, that's something that concerns him right now. And it's the number one reason why he hasn't provided military aid to Russia, even though he supports Russia, obviously, in a general sense, is because he doesn't want those sanctions imposed on him, particularly given the fact his economy is in trouble. Let, let's put Putin aside and, uh, and the relationship that's important to Putin with Xi and for Xi with Putin. Why would Russia geopolitically want to be the junior partner for a country that's 10 times its size in population in economy is growing faster and covets it far east and knows in the 19th century that Russia took away a good 
portion of China's northeast, and China wants it back. Why would Russia want to be the junior partner? Well, because Russia's economy, you know, is a one commodity economy, and they need a strong partner like that to, to help sustain them, not just geopolitically, but, but also uh, economically. I mean, uh, Russia has so many major problems, largest country in the world, and yet they only have 150 million people in that country, and they have a declining birth rate. If you're a male in Russia, you die nine years earlier than you do in the United States, which is really quite uh, quite staggering. So they have, they have serious issues, and, and certainly this commitment to the war in Ukraine has, uh, has listed a scab that has exposed a, a rather significant wound. We gave them credit for having a very competent military, and that certainly is not the case. They are a nuclear power, to be sure, and a formidable one. But, yeah, they need uh, China uh, much more than China needs Russia. Yeah, but if Putin were out because he, very embarrassed by a complete victory by Ukraine, uh, there are people who are ahead of state planning at the State Department under Bush, W. Bush, and under, under Obama who say that Russia would naturally gravitate to the West. Uh, wouldn't that be a plus for the West vis-a-vis China? Yeah, if something like that happened, but I, I think most of us who look at Russia and if Putin goes as as a result of his performance uh, during this war and he, and he loses the political support of the elites around him, most of us believe that a strong uh, Russian nationalist or ultra-nationalist would likely take over. Yeah, as opposed be, to the Western person, yeah. Yeah, as opposed to leaning towards the West. Well, Putin originally wanted to be part of the European community. And uh, so President Obama, I think, sort of pushed him away. You were there, General, so I don't know. You, you, you were in the middle of that. Well, I think what really happened to Putin, he was very frustrated uh, with the former Soviet republics that so quickly after the Soviet Union dissolved began initially to align themselves immediately with the West and then eventually – uh, to become a part of NATO. Certainly, uh, Russia was pushing back on those countries becoming a part of NATO and, and warning the West not to do that. But given given the passion that those countries had and given they lived, they lived under communist rule for all of those years, they really wanted the security blanket going forward. They know full well that Russia under Putin is not a country to to be trusted. And when the Soviet Union collapsed, Putin was not in power. Remember, there was a lot of chaos and confusion in the country during those 90s. And he came into power uh, in, in 2000. And most of them began to move rather quickly towards uh, NATO, knowing full well that Putin was likely to be very aggressive. And that turned out to be the case. General, it's uh, 2023. we got a minute left before we go on. Uh, what do you want to tell the American people? Well, the United States is facing some of the most serious security challenges it's faced in some time, certainly since the collapse of the Soviet Union, with China, Russia, Iran, very aggressive, North Korea, a belligerent power with a growing nuclear arsenal, and radical Islam still out there as a threat. Uh, but certainly these security challenges, would, uh, regardless of whether Republicans or Democrats are in charge, they are formidable. They're, they're comprehensive, complicated, and every bit as dangerous as the uh, bipolar 
challenge we had with the with the Soviet Union. So the Department of Defense needs a, a budget to support it. And the American people need to understand the dangers and, and support the leaders and question the leaders going forward, you know, about their policies uh, and whether they really are working and whether they're effective or not. Well, thank you so much, General Jack Keane. And again, we wish you a happy and healthy New Year. Happy New Year. Yeah, Happy New Year, everybody. Thank you. Enjoy being with you. Happy New Year.